You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Take a Bow Podcast. I'm Eli Tokash. And I'm Sydney Lucas. And today we have one of the big sisters of Broadway um, who is always just like handled her just, I mean, she was in a show and she was balancing a bunch of other things in school and all of that. And she always like reached out to other Broadway kids and made sure that they were okay and they were happy and comfortable. She's literally the best. Yeah, literally. And she has like the just caring and everything like that so we were excited to bring her on and she was in violet the musical and if you don't know by now it's emerson Steele. um so yeah and we got to talk about so many things she's literally performed in some of the biggest theaters ever yeah. <laughs> um and oh my goodness and there was stuff that we didn't even get to talk about like her solo shows and uh she does a lot of cabarets and stuff like that so we wanted to ask about that and She's at NYU, so we didn't get to talk too much about that. Um, so, but the stuff that we did cover, we were very excited and we're excited to share with all of you. Yeah. So, Emerson Steele, curtain up. <laughs> Today, we have a guest who has accomplished so much at such a young age. She has worked with some of the coolest people in the business. She made her Broadway debut in Violet the Musical and uh, was a girl from Georgia, shout out to Georgia, um, who took New York like a pro. So let's get ready to take a bow with Emerson Steele. Woo! Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Oh my gosh, I've listened to so many of these, and so I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay! I, I Wait, Emerson, you you're a Georgia peach. I'm a Georgia peach. I know. I always forget this for some reason, and it's just the connections you and I have are so bizarre. So like, weird. You just said that. <laughs> we were just talking about it before. We are from Georgia. We're, we're Georgia natives. Yeah. I, we made our debuts in shows that Janine Tesori composed, 
Yep. And so much more, honestly. I was like literally going through like a list, but it's so weird. Hey. I love it though. It's We're so twins. Cool. <laughs> I guess Janine just like really was like, I, I just want that Georgia girl feel. Yeah. And- <laughs> oh, so true. She ended up with us. <laughs> um. Anyway, Emerson, it's no secret that you've had quite the career at such a young age. Um. But let's take it back all the way to begin. All the way to the beginning. When did you first know you wanted to perform? Oh, uh, so I was. I got a bit of a late start. I tried just about everything: soccer, tennis, um, gymnastics. And I quit just about everything after a year, um, especially tennis. And uh, my my mom's a singer and an actor, but for some reason, it didn't click with either of us that that would be something I would want to do. Um, and I saw my neighbor in a dance recital, and I was like, oh, like maybe I'll try that. And so I started dancing, and eventually the singing and acting came in. But when I was nine, on a whim, I auditioned for Annie at the Fox Theater. Um, in Georgia, which is where a bunch of different uh, touring productions come in. And at the time, they just wanted an orphan ensemble to be in a few of the numbers. And I auditioned for that and had no idea what I was doing. Um, But I ended up booking it. And I, when I tell you guys, I thought I had booked a Broadway show. I did not understand anything. I thought all theater was Broadway. And so to me, it's kind of always felt like it. Uh, but I will say sure. the first time I was on that stage, I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm doing this forever. Done. So. <laughs> yeah, nine years old, such a late start. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are like, I was four. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, seriously. That's the time I started too at nine. And it's so funny because I actually have a really – uh, like a question that I wanted to ask you about the Fox. So that's really cool. I didn't realize that that was like your fir- where you first – like where you performed first professionally, I guess. Um, wow. That's so cool. Cause it's literally like a bigger house than any Broadway house. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, I've that's never, crazy. I, the only bigger house I've performed to, which like I wanted to throw up because I was just like, holy cow, um, was Radio City. But yeah. like everything else, I'm like, oh, it's, it's like, it's a small theater. <laughs> I know. That's, that's crazy. I know. After performing at the Fox, you had to come to Broadway and be like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that you made it to Broadway. Um, and then you made your Broadway debut in Violet the Musical starring Sutton Foster. So like, what was it like to be in that show? And like, what is your favorite like memory from the show or like your Broadway debut story? Like I, I just want to hear about it. Okay. So I'll start a little bit just with my audition story. Cause it's, it's very kind of crazy how it all Ooh. unfolded. Um, I was in New York uh, doing a workshop with Broadway artists Alliance to try and find an agent. Um, mm. And uh, I did that workshop and my friend who was doing it with me was like, Hey, are you auditioning for Violet? And I was like, what the heck is that um and she was like it's the show they're doing like a one night only concert at encore city center it's starring Sutton Foster and I had been in callbacks for Annie I had auditioned for Matilda and everything I auditioned for they were like you're too tall you're too tall I was Mm. five foot two I couldn't play a kid on Broadway um (laughs) and my mom was like Sutton is like five foot ten she's tall so like you could actually be the younger version of her. And she was like, you guys kind of look alike. 
Um, and so she encouraged me to go audition and I auditioned. I ended up a few callbacks later booking it. Um, didn't get the agent at uh, Broadway Artist Alliance, but I did get the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So I did the show and uh, it was an incredible experience. It was one night only. I was in New York for two weeks, but it was just, uh, I mean, it was the, I was like, this is the peak of my career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And then I went back home to Georgia and people were like, uh, are like, is Violet going to go to Broadway? And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I thought nothing of it. Like the thought did not cross my mind. And then about four months later, my parents got a call from an agency I ended up signing with. Um, and they were like, hey, uh, we, we need to know Emerson's height. We can't tell you why, but we need you to measure her exact height. And so my mom measured me. I hadn't really grown much. And then uh -oh. I went to tap class and I came back and my dad was like, we're going to have a talking uh, when you get home, because I had been sassy before tap, and I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm in trouble, I'm oh in trouble, no. and <laughs> I get home, and my parents are like, so, when, when do you think, how old do you think you'll be when you make your Broadway debut, and I was like, I don't know, like, maybe 22, when do you get out of college, like, around then, and my mom was like, well, it's gonna be when you're 14, uh, Violet's going to Broadway and they want you to go with it. And so out of the blue, like I, you guys, I didn't think this was real, honestly, until opening night, like not even previews, not rehearsals. I didn't think it was real until we opened <laughs> because I was like, this has to be some joke. How did this just happen? <laughs> what um, an epic way to tell you. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I, know. I know. And my dad played a mean joke on me there uh, <laughs> i was sassy so i did deserve to be in trouble um <laughs> but I ended hey up this out of it, so. you're sassy and you're, you're i guess your punishment is broadway <laughs> <laughs> there you go guys if you ever want to get on broadway that's how you do it Just <laughs> um, but yeah so that's kind of the audition story but the show itself i mean it was incredible. Everybody I worked with, I love working with adults. Um, yeah. And yes. my whole life, I haven't worked with kids or like people my age all that much. And so it's always been like, hey, like I'm chilling with the cool kids. Uh, and so that was one of the best parts was just developing those relationships with all the different wonderful adults in our cast. There seriously was not a bad egg. Everybody was amazing. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's a specific moment gosh all of it was incredible I I will say Alex Gemignani who played my dad he oh and I gosh. got so close and he still to this day is like a second dad to me and he's just incredible uh -huh. um but <laughs> I don't want to you know gaslight Charlie Pollock who played uh who was in the ensemble but also covered the role of my father but it was so fun because every time he would go on as my dad, he we play poker during the show and we had the cards like set up to where it, they would actually be um, the runs of cards we were talking about throughout the song. So when I got a royal flush, it was a real royal flush. Every oh, time wow. Charlie went on, somehow, I don't know how it happened. And I was the one dealing the cards. So... It was on me, but for some reason, every time he and I went on, 
together, I would mess up the cards and I wouldn't get a royal flush at the end. Uh, and so <laughs> I just remember us always looking at each other like, nobody's going to notice this, but like, this, these are the wrong cards. And so that was just always funny. And it was funny when I would know he's going on because I was like, sure, sure enough, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I love those little like stories that like no one can know, but know. like you guys have it and no one can notice. It's awesome. It's the best part of theater, honestly. Yeah. Truly, truly. Okay, so back to back to being a Georgia girl, a Georgia native. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know what was it like moving from Georgia to a city like New York? Because you had to temporarily leave like your home and your friends and your family. What was that adjustment like? I mean, from the beginning, it was a little bit weird because I couldn't tell anybody that I that the show was going to Broadway and that I was going with it. And oh. even when it was announced and Sutton was announced and Joshua and Colin and all the like lead leads, I still wasn't announced. Um, oh, and so wow. the day before I left, we we were able to tell my teachers and I was able to tell my best friend. And that was about it. And the day before I left, they finally announced it. So I didn't really get to say goodbye to too many people. Um, and oh, it, no. it was a limited run from the beginning. So I knew I was going to be back in six months. But it was crazy to just kind of be like, okay, I'm leaving now. And when I get back, we're all going to be in high school. And I, it was a little nerve wracking, I will say, especially the coming back part. But um, oh, for sure, I had an experienced the city quite a bit with just going up for a few auditions and then when I did the encores uh run which was two weeks but I still like got to see the city so it wasn't complete shell shock Mm -hmm. uh honestly going to college for some reason and moving to the city then was way more like what is this than moving for Violet and I think it was just because I was so excited and also, when you're younger, you're so carefree. You don't really think about those things. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard on my family. And my family made huge mm-hmm. sacrifices. My brother, like, didn't have my mom there for a few months. And my dad had to, like, completely parent my brother on top of owning his own business. And my mom mm-hmm. had to be in New York and just kind of sit around while I was in rehearsals. So it was wonderful for me. But it was definitely tough on my family. And I still am so appreciative that they were able to make that happen. It's interesting how when you're a kid in the business, uh, a lot of times you you just kind of go along for the ride and you don't really like think about like all the logistics and all the <laughs> all that kind of stuff because your parent you someone else does that. You're like like <laughs> your mom your parents are like, hey, we're you're gonna sing at this thing and you're like oh, okay <laughs> like yeah. hey you've been asked to sing <laughs> or or we're we're hey you get you should get ready now. We're going to go to your show. Like you just kind of, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really think about it. And then the older you get, you realize, oh my gosh, this is so much to think about. Yes. I have to figure out yeah. when to wake up, when to get there. I have to figure out all these things. It's stressful. When to eat. When to uh, eat. Yeah. Oh my God. There's cool. so many things. Yeah. I honestly really miss having my mom there. Uh, she was always kind of like, let me do my thing and stayed in the background and was like, Mm. you know, like you're a kid on Broadway, but you're going to like kind of handle this as an adult. Um, Mm. But still like 
her not being there to like help me zip up my dress or yeah. um, like run and get me some food or like give me a pep talk before an audition. I'm like, oh. and so now I always like call her before or whatever. It's, oh. it's super, it's, it's an interesting difference. And I think, um, what was I going to say? Even more so now, like I'll look back and I'm like, I don't have too many memories, like specific memories of that because as a kid, you're just like, you don't think to take it all in. You just do it. Yeah. And now mm. it's like, there's so much more that happens up here uh, in your brain that yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen when you're younger. So true. And that actually brings up um, another question. Um, you won a Theater World Award for your work in Violet. And this is so special because you can only win a Theater World Award once in your life on your debut performance. And you did. Did you fully take that in? Like, what did what did that mean to you? I will say that is one of the top moments and highlights from that because the Tony nominations had come out and I wasn't expecting to get a nomination or anything. Um, but I was, like, so excited for my cast. And I didn't even know there were any other outside opportunities mm -hmm. other than you know, the typical Tony's, the, um, oh, there, I mean, there's other award shows that I'm forgetting, but, um, and so my agents called me and they were like, Emerson got nominated for something really special and, or she won something really special. And I woke up like that morning and my mom told me, and I was like, what? And I started doing all this research of all the people who have won theater world awards in the past. And, how, you know, the last kid to win a Theater World Award was Billy Elliot. And oh. uh, just all these different facts about it and how long the Theater World Awards have been going on and happening. And I was like, whoa, this is like, this is really, really special. And then I saw the award and it's very heavy and shiny and like <laughs> crystal and Sydney knows. It's, <laughs> it's like a giant just block of glass. And they, It's uh, wonderful. They, it's glorious. It's glorious. Like you feel like you won a Grammy or an Oscar or something because it's so big. And it is kind of of that honor. Uh, and so it was so cool. And everybody in the Theater World Award community was just so welcoming. And I still like get a birthday wish every year from them. And I'm still in touch with a lot of the people um, who kind of put on the show. And so it's still... I. It's currently in storage because we're moving, but I had it on my shelf and would look at it every day. And it was just a reminder that like, this was a really special opportunity that I'm still just so lucky to have had. And the award show itself was so cool. And the people I got to bring and it just, it makes you feel really special. Uh, especially I think as a child actor to be recognized in that way. Yeah, one of our one of our past guests, Michael Service, who um, was my father in Fun Home, um, he he he's won Tonys, but he said that like the Theater World Award was like one of the most special like experiences of his life. It really is. It's 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 so just it's special and it's it's 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's gratifying. It's it's just mm-hmm. so cool. And especially like because you can only the fact that you can only win it once and then you did. Right. Right. And like the the fact that like you have to be in a role you're originating and it has to be your Broadway debut and just all of that stuff. It's like the stars really have to align, uh, which is just, it's so neat. And I did get to present, um, I want to say in 2015 or 16, I can't remember, um, for my friend, uh, Sarah, who is also from Georgia and she did Tuck Everlasting and I got to present for her. So Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. You gave her the award? I did. Yeah. I it, and it was it was crazy to see both sides of it and like prepare a speech That's in crazy. that way. Yeah. yeah. Versus like I just totally is winged the right word? Winged my speech. Um You winged it? it? I did because I prepared oh something <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Uh, for for my own like my acceptance speech. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I I winked not for Sarah's. <laughs> I like planned that all out, but for mine, I think I just went up and blabbered. I don't know. I think I was like heavy, awesome. and I'm so happy. <laughs> you talked. You talked about like not soaking everything in at like a young age, but like, did you like all of these things are happening, and you're like literally 14. Like every day is like a new thing like nothing like did you realize that like wow I'm really cool like look at me (laughs) I don't think I thought about that at all I think so I loved Matilda at the time I still love the show it's like not even a guilty pleasure because it's such a good show yeah um and I loved the book and the movie growing up and so I would always look at all the Matilda kids like when we'd go to the park and stuff and I'd be like they're so cool Oh my! I was God, like, they have so to go to a, a call two hours before their show so they can warm up. I show up like exactly at my call, throw on my costume and go on stage. And yep. so I just was always like looking at the people around me like, whoa. Oh, yeah. That's oh. so funny because at the park, everyone is like looking at you. Like you were like the like, oldest one. Like, yeah. That's so funny. I always remember it was like, you, me, Gaten, and like a few of the people who were closer in age to me, and we'd be like on the side, Mitchell Sink, and we'd be like, yeah, yeah, we're like the older ones. 
swings. Yeah. <laughs> but we'd would, still be like on the swings and going down the slide. <laughs> oh my god, we would be like the oldest ones would always be like the loudest and like the most rambunctious. And it's so funny because like I'll never forget like my first time Luke Manicus brought me over because he was in Pippin at the time and he wasn't Matilda. So like he was like showing me like what to do and like introducing me to everyone. But I'll never forget that like you were like the first person that introduced themselves to me. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> and I was like, she's like everyone's big sister because like she's super tall. She's like older. And like, I was like, wow, everyone's like looking up to her. She's pretty cool. Oh, and I was like, oh my and gosh, then she I introduced her to me. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was still like the park still to this day. Like I can't, if I like have the choice between walking down 42nd or 43rd or 44th, I always choose 43rd just because of that was some of the most special times would be connecting with other kids who are doing the same thing and kind of taking on that big sister role of like, I mean, when I, I still remember uh, Mia Sinclair Janess, who's like one of my, mm-hmm. she is my little sister and I've, they're really good family friends, but she and Gaten and I w- would always just have like pep talks and like big sister, little sister, little brother talks. And uh, it it was just so great. It, I loved going there. <laughs> it's funny because like that Broadway park is like a child performer's childhood, you know, like yeah. especially like you and I, like I'm not from New York. And so like when right. when you move to a new city, like you're like, oh, my God, like who do I have like I need to meet friends and everything like that but like having that park that's and then you like meet everyone like that's just like one of the coolest things and everyone's just so welcoming and then you create these relationships that literally last forever so it was just like that that park that block I will never like forget and I always get like memories just walking past it it's the best same here yeah I, I mean I credit it to like everybody who I've met who I'm friends with pretty much i met at that park (laughs) yeah right you know what we should do you know what would be so cool we should take everyone from who was a child actor from the year Mm -hmm. like 2012 to 2016 or 17 and we should all just have a reunion at the park yes i would love that that would be so totally make that happen that i feel like that could we could easily make that happen. That would be amazing. Yeah, we should document it. Because honestly, there hasn't been one like Broadway kid who hasn't mentioned that park being like a huge part of their childhood. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, even my friends who are a lot older than me, who have been, who were on Broadway in like 2006 and stuff, that's like, that yeah. was their park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Wow, that would be it's happening when COVID's over because you know. when exactly yes. for those of you <laughs> who don't know, in. you can go back to our episode with Jeremy Vias, but it's this park that's on where is it? What's the address? Forty third Street and 9th. It's like between eighth and ninth, but closer to ninth. Okay, so yeah, it's just this like it's just it's the Broadway Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, another question, and I want to hear all about this. Uh, you performed in the 68th Annual Tony Awards um, alongside your cast, and I just want to know everything about it. I want to know how you were feeling. I want to know what the day was like. How did everything go down? So, woke up at like 4.30 a.m. Um, <laughs> best part. <laughs> Met my Wrangler, Felicia, who's the best, uh, at the 
theater uh, because so the those who were, were our entire cast performed in the Tony Awards performance um, in some aspect of it. But uh, a few of us who were the leads were in the opening number as well. So we had to go extra early. So we went mm. and we worked on the opening, met Hugh Jackman. Uh, we'll say Sutton definitely fangirled harder than me. I <laughs> love that they're starring on Broadway together now because she, I'll never forget her turning to me and Joshua and Colin and being like, you guys, he's so charismatic. <laughs> Stop, this is so is. funny. He is. So they're probably both living their best dreams right now because he gets to perform with Sutton and she'll get to perform with them. Um, but it was like, I just loved everything about that. Uh, so we rehearsed the opening, went back to the theater, then rehearsed the actual number, um, which it was all live vocals. I know they do like record just in case of like an emergency, but all of ours were live vocals. So for me, that was the most nerve wracking part oh, uh, because yeah. the arrangement was a little bit different than what we do in our show. And they gave me like one of the notes that's higher up that Sutton actually sings on her um, album that she has because she does a solo version of On My Way from Violet. Mm -hmm. And uh. she was like, oh, give the kid the high note. And so uh. <laughs> I had that. And so that was like the most nerve wracking thing for me. But it was like, okay, now we have to go do a matinee. So we went back to the oh theater, oh my gosh. did a matinee of the show. I went and grabbed dinner with one of my friends from Georgia who had just moved to New York because uh, she uh, was training with the New York City Ballet at the time. Oh, wow. And yeah, she's amazing. But I <laughs> went and grabbed dinner with her for like an hour, went back to the theater, went to the Tonys, did the opening number, and then the major feeling of needing to puke set in because mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. I never have been that nervous in my life. But I think it's just the thought of being like, this is such a huge audience. And then on top of it, there's all the people watching back at home. And like, mm -hmm. this is a one time only thing. You got to get it right. Uh, and it went so well. Yes, it, it was did. awesome. Everybody killed it. I, all of us had laryngitis running through our cast at the time. What? Oh and my God. Like Rima, who was the gorgeous gospel singer in uh, the number Raise Me Up, which uh, kind of went back to back with our number. She was out of the show for like two weeks before, just trying to heal so she could perform at the Tonys. And she blew it out of the water. She was incredible. But I just, it, I just remember being like, the fact that performers can pull themselves together in this way for such an important moment is just mind-blowing to me yeah. and I I was fine I didn't have laryngitis so I was like I have nothing to be worried about I shouldn't have been so worried Ugh. but then we went and partied with the rest of the roundabout people I met because yeah. <laughs> uh, oh uh cabaret was on Broadway at the time oh wow and yeah, it was really fun. And then I was exhausted. And I like, normally I like to close out a party, but I was ready to go to bed. Oh, <laughs> oh. 100%. Oh my God. This is so funny hearing the whole like Sutton Foster, Hugh Jackman story, because I actually, I did the greatest showman labs in like the readings for it. 
and oh she played Charity, and Hugh Jackman played P.T. Barnum. So, like, they were, like, an item in the readings. So her fangirling over her is just too funny. Um, Wait, that's, inc- that's insane. Wow. So yeah. they've, like, the Music Man is meant to happen because of all these little yeah. things. Whoa. Absolutely. Wow. So, and then you like got to work with like Sutton Foster and Joshua Henry and like all these amazing people. Like, is there anything from like Violet or them that like you really took with you and that has kind of like transformed, transferred over to like becoming an adult actor? I'll actually say it. So this uh, actually came from our assistant choreographer Onika Phillips, who is one of the many loves of my life. She is just the most joyous, beautiful woman ever. Uh, And she told me this was on closing uh, at our like little cast party afterwards. She came up to me and she was like, Emerson, you're going to grow older and this business is going to get tough. And there are going to be a lot of things that are going to potentially harden you. And uh, make you not necessarily love it as much. Uh, and I just want you to know you have such a special childlike wonder and quality about you. And I want you to always keep in touch with that and remember what it felt like to be that kid. She was like, because it is so special. And if you can keep that and maintain that throughout your entire career, you will always like, Basically, like, you'll always be able to return to that and you'll always be able to have that kind of in your back pocket for days that are harder. And I've really taken that to heart, especially, I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of crappy auditions I've had. Mm. Uh, And especially, like, going through, I, gosh, my voice change was not nearly as difficult as what any guy goes through, but it there still is a vocal change when you're a girl there and is. it was really hard with auditions and yeah I screwed up so many of them and then I would call my mom and cry and then I would think of what Onika said and be like okay we're on to the next one and keep that part of you that loved this and that was confident and that was excitable uh and so that's really I've really taken that to heart but I know Joshua and Sutton and everybody said millions of good things but that's the one I always think about um yeah such wonderful advice yeah I mean listen (laughs) it's just like everything's easier as a kid you know like and you like (laughs) and then you're like an adult and you're like wait I actually have to do this to like make a living I forgot like I have to actually like pay things now and it's yeah. so, like so much more stressful and I'm like oh my god this mm-hmm. is too much it's so true I that's the biggest thing for me right now is like okay I gotta like figure out kind of a little like I'm working in marketing right now for a company and nice. which is great and it's like cool I can do this like this is solid and I do enjoy it but I want to perform, but if I want to perform, mm-hmm. I still got to make money some other way mm-hmm. in the low times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially like in times like these, it's really hard. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 It's it's funny how you start out and you, you do it like for fun. You're for like, fun. oh, I want to no. do this. This <laughs> would make me so happy. And then the older you get, you you realize like, 
I don't, you just, you just realize so much stuff. You're like, oh, wow. Yes. Life is stressful. And it's also, it's also like, like your brain takes over. I don't know if you guys experience this, but like as a kid, you, like we were saying, you don't think about it down to the point of like, I'm not thinking about my technique when I sing. I'm not thinking about, Mm. oh, did I just like do like, was that acting moment weird? Like you just do it and it comes, it's very natural. And then I think you get to a point or at least I got to a point where all I am is in my head. And so now I'm working to like kind of backtrack and get out of that because it is good to have the you know the thoughts there of technique and acting moments and placement and stuff um but now it's like okay let's untrain a little bit Mm. yeah yeah you just get in your head I totally get that you know what I do for auditions actually I I actually channel my child self to like Mm. try to take some of the stress out of it yeah yeah oh I love that it's so hard too because like the main thing about like acting is like you know be present and like Mm -hmm. it's just so hard like like now especially like since my voice changed it's kind of always like questioning myself and like just like it's like a different look and like there's like new people that I'm meeting at auditions like it's not the same people and like all Mm -hmm. of that and so like I get in my head and then I can't be present and it's like what what do I do like so it's just it's tough yeah you performed at literally some of the biggest stages like ever like Broadway Fabulous Fox you know Radio City uh and then you were also able to perform in Parade at Lincoln Center uh you worked with like Jeremy Jordan and like Josh Henry who was in Violet uh like Laura Benetti like all of these people and and then on top of that Jason Robert Brown conducted it like what was it like walking into that room and like how special was it to do such a beautiful show like Parade honestly when I look back that is probably the highlight of my career um (laughs) I still I I when I auditioned for it, uh, I had been like crying all day because I, you know, I'm really sassy. And I came <laughs> back talking to my mom and she was like, I'm not going to record you like you need to change your attitude before I record you. So we ended up recording and I had like sobbed. I did the tape. I was like, this is horrible. And then I get a call. I'm at school and my mom's like, we got to go to New York. Um, you got to call back. Jason wants to see you. And I was like, oh my Jason God. Robert Brown, like the, I don't know, <laughs> right? okay. And I went to New York. They had me sing. There were, I, there were so many girls there and I was like, Oh my gosh, like she's going to get it. She's going to get it. Like it's so, so many yep. of my friends and I was like, they're perfect for it. And I went in the room and I sang, I think I sang the song that Mary Fagan has to sing over 10 times and I know it's because there's this one note in it that is very tricky for anybody it is still tricky for me and they wanted to see if I could do it and the adrenaline and just the like the I can do itness in my mind I did it every time and 30 minutes later we get a call from my agents that I booked it and it was the craziest most like instant gratification ever um, and then I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to be in this. And first and foremost, they were like, well, Joshua Henry. And I was like, amazing. So I got to start putting it in my contract that every show I do, I need to work with him. Uh, <laughs> he really is the most amazing person. And then just getting to listen to him 
is all I ever want to do. Um, <laughs> and and then they were like, and Jeremy Jordan. And I was like, oh, who? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I'm going to just look at him with heart eyes the entire time. <laughs> Great. And then they were like, Laura Benanti. And I was like, okay, come on. Just like stop right there. Just cut this out. I can't believe this. Oh and then Ali Trim was in it. And that obviously for most kids, like she's such a role model. Um, she was like the kid on Broadway. And so it just like all came together and was like, I just was mind blown the entire time walking in the room. I was, I, the feeling of like, I don't deserve to be here was massive, but it was also like, I'm so like, I couldn't think that way. I was just so honored to get to meet all these people, um, and work with them. And everybody was lovely. I've had the best experiences. Like I've never had a bad experience working with anybody. Um, and Jason Robert Brown was awesome. My character, if you don't know, she's uh, dead. So, and I like, it was a very tragic death. So I don't mean to put that lightly, but he would call me dead steel. Uh, throughout the entire rehearsal process. He'd be like, Dead Steel, oh come on, your turn. And it was just like, I was like, he has a nickname for me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. But I ended up getting, this was the first experience I really got in my head about, if I'm being honest. And it was yeah. when my voice started changing. And that note at the performance did not come out. The note that I did 10 times in the audition room. Oh, and I just like to say that for like, people who like even when you get the part there is still the nervousness and the in your headness um of like actually doing it and actually yeah. making it happen and it wasn't like the worst thing in the world like it played it off it was an emotional moment but to me I still think about that daily mm. and uh but it, everybody was so encouraging and Laura helped me try and like figure out the best way to do it. And Jason helped so much. And I still just, those people were, it was amazing how they kind of rallied behind me. And then real quick tidbit. Um, I like to say that I saved Jeremy Jordan's life because he cut his hand on a shoehorn when he was putting his shoes on after the oh opening God. number. And he comes over, he was sitting by me because we sat kind of like off stage, but on stage. And he comes over and he was like, I'm bleeding. And I was like, I'm getting you a Band-Aid. And so I like <laughs> walk off stage and I was like, Jeremy needs a Band-Aid. And they came running <laughs> with Band-Aids. And so I saved his life, uh, no big deal. You're a hero. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. So, so I got funny. him a Band-Aid. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so cool. And it was crazy. It was a two week, like two week experience. And there's so many little things there that I remember, because it was just, I mean, mind blowing, the whole thing. Jer you getting Jeremy Jordan a bandaid is the highlight of your career, no doubt. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I peaked, I peaked there. It's never <laughs> happening again. <laughs> oh my god wait so i'm realizing how many connections sydney and i have throughout this because you then the next year did um secret garden at, lincoln at the lincoln center. center that's so weird dude so we're weird. like so connected <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool
Wow. I know. It it there's just it was in the what was the what was the name of it? What was the name of the the theater that Manhattan I, Manhattan it it was like M C it was like MCC but not MCC off Broadway. <laughs> it was some sort of like Manhattan Theater Company MTC no I don't know, Just, but it was some theater company, and it was the same one. And my mom actually did a production of Ragtime with them back oh, in whoa. 2012 or something. Um, Full circle. So, yeah. That's crazy. It was, yeah. Well, we're best friends now. Are you talking about Avery Fisher Hall? That's where it was at, but there was a certain oh. theater company that puts on a concert production of um, a different musical every year. And it's a one night only, or not necessarily one night only, because some of them run for a little bit longer. Mine was one night. But um, I think they did maybe one more after Secret Garden, and then I'm not sure what happened. But that place is massive. I know. I couldn't even see the back of it. Uh Uh-uh. No, it it was just all, I just, I think I blacked out, honestly. Oh, Um, of course. Yeah, it was just all dark and, but also happiness and just the backstage was huge. I, yeah, I would love to perform at Lincoln Center for the rest of my life if I could, because I was just like, I feel like royalty. Oh, it's just so magical. And I love that you brought up like things didn't like exactly go as planned, because honestly, like that happens, that, that is normal and and a lot of people will will you know get so hard on themselves for that but it just happens like i remember when i was doing secret garden even though we had we were allowed to have binders there was something Mm -hmm. about my the solo like um uh what's it called it's a like i need a place where i can go the the like that the the mary solo yeah i don't know why i i was just so nervous that i was gonna forget the the lines mm-hmm. and I was just like down like in the binder for like most of the song just because I got in my head and I was like I want to forget everything <laughs> and I had the safety yes. of the binder but honestly like it's 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 true that that um it's true that you can get in your head and it's true that maybe things yeah. don't go as planned but it's really really important to just like remember you're literally human right yeah (laughs) I always forget that one I'm like oh oh Mm. just like like I make mistakes Mm. on math problems in school you're but I don't beat myself up about that right sure it's career versus school but um it's like you've got to think about it in that sense because you'll drive yourself mad and I know I have like I'm just now getting back to a good place of confidence and it's taking years. Mm. Um, And so, and I think that's like a benefit of being a kid actor, but also like something that's a con and it's hard to, when you have this experience to not be like, why am I not the way I was when I was younger? Yeah. So to wrap it up, what do you want to do going forward? Like if you could like look forward and you see your future, what, what, what would it be like? Wow. Oh, 
so many things um i yeah like, they're like everything at once i am a person where like if i'm not doing three things at once i will go crazy but also if i'm doing three things at once i'll go crazy so it so it's like you know there's that but um i i would say my ultimate dream eventually is uh well okay i have two ultimate dreams one is to own a theater company that works with uh, kids and adolescents and adults with autism. Uh, because when I was younger, I mean, I love Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Yes. I'm also like a psych major. And then my minor is in child and adolescent psychology. Um, and so I've learned a lot. And it's crazy how a having a script can help people so much with their day-to-day -day lives. And mm -hmm. uh, people who are on the autism spectrum, uh, having that really helps them. And then also having that theatrical experience gives them uh, a reason to feel like, you know, they can do this too, and they can. Like there is really just no difference there. Um, but I think there's a correlation between uh, the day-to-day -day life, and then the performance aspect that like really goes hand in hand and can help anybody with social skills. Um, mm -hmm. But especially those where it's not necessarily uh, innate in their chemical makeup. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would love to do that. Um, wow. That's the ultimate goal when I like have money one day and can own a nonprofit. Uh, yes. But I'd also love to have a fashion line. I love fashion and clothes. And uh, it's one of my favorite things in the world. I already have a name for it, which uh, is oh, jumpsuits and combat boots, because those are my favorite things. Oh, wow. And, I love that. I love um, that so much. We'll see. But, you know, to get there, who knows? I want to perform. I would love to do some TV and film work. Um, I'm really... Mm happy in front of uh, a camera now and I feel almost like more secure with that than I do mm. like on a stage interestingly enough mm -hmm. um and then I'm also loving my marketing job and I would love to do that I want to own my own business I have so many yeah. different ideas uh so I'm just ready to do all of that and I'm like also want to have a family one day so oh, I I yeah. think I think we can do all the things in the world we just have to have the motivation and like maybe like sacrifice some sleep. Uh, yeah. But there's no reason why we can't try at least to achieve every different thing we want to do. I mean, I if you if you made a fashion line, hundred percent would buy it because we get <laughs> we get on the call this morning and she comes up looking like a li literal model, and she's like, oh, Leon, I just oh threw gosh. this on. <laughs> it's like the only thing in my closet, you know. <laughs> And I, we're, Cindy and I are in like hats and a t-shirt and she's like all dolled up. I love it. I wish I could look at, good in a hat, you guys. You both look awesome in hats. Not my thing. Like, can't pull it off. I'm sure you can. I don't think so. But, oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you've had such such an amazing career, and you just have so many cool stories. And I'm so excited to see where your future leads you. Thank you guys so much. I, you're two of my favorite people. I'm older <laughs> by a few years, but like truly, I think you both are amazing. And 
think you have the world at your feet. So thank you. you too. That's so nice. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> Take a bow, Emerson Steele. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. She is just resplendent. She is so Ooh, sweet. Big words. <laughs> she is so sweet and kind and just, I, I love, I love everything she talked about. And I love um, how she talked about staying present and also not beating mm-hmm. yourself up. And she talked, you know, she was real about, about, you know, what it's, what it's like to, to, you know, go from being a child actor to a teen actor to an adult actor. I, I just, I, I just love Emerson and I loved this podcast. Definitely. I mean, one of the things that was just literally anyone could relate to that I love that she talked about with us was just having confidence. And yeah. like literally now, like someone like you struggle with that. Like everyone, like when you're not a kid, like you don't really think about that stuff. So like now when you have to think about that, it's not like it's hard to like get that back and get to where you were when you were like a kid. Yeah. Um, so that really, really stuck with me. And I loved what Sutton Foster said to her about the business and stuff like that. That was really interesting. Um, and, you know, oh, go ahead. It's also really nice to to you know have someone to relate to because a lot of the stuff we talked about is stuff that I've felt before in the past that I thought I was just like alone in and to to do this podcast and to hear that there are that you know a lot of people have had similar experiences it's it's like validating you're like oh whoa I'm not alone in this right I know because oftentimes you're like what am I doing wrong like what what's why is it me? And then like you hear these stories and you're like, wait, it's not just me. Like mm-hmm. it's it's okay that like I'm feeling this way or, you know, I'm cracking and like my voice is taking a long time to get back to where it was and have that confidence and stuff like that. So it's just like, it's just really something that we just want to raise awareness about. And we hope that you guys are like enjoying this. So we wanted to thank Emerson for coming on and just sharing her stories and her experience and just thank her for being so real like she really just showed like the struggles but she was also like you know I'm thankful for all these opportunities because it's like all of this all so fun and everything but she also did it in a very real way so we were just thankful for having her on and being candid with us so yay um do you want to talk about this segment (laughs) 
Okay, so now is time for our entertainment lingo of the week. Um, so today we actually have a word that has multiple meanings. Um, Eli and I can actually think of three meanings, but I'm I'm sure in the entertainment business there's more of them. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today's word is track. And you you definitely heard the word before. It's not an uncommon word, but it does have a lot of it does have a lot of meanings when it comes to um, the entertainment business. Yeah, I know we've definitely said it a lot um, on this podcast. Just the word track, and maybe for instance, like for an example, when we have swings on or something like that, they'll say, "Oh, well, I covered multiple tracks." So that's like the um just like a layout basically of your performance that day so when swings they have to cover like seven different people and every person has their own track because they all stand in different places and they all do different movements and stuff like that so each um actor on stage has a different quote unquote track uh so it's basically just what they do during the show uh another meeting that we realized was a track that's in a stage. So yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> so that it's basically like a hole in the stage that you um place this metal thing on the, a platform and then you stick the furniture or whatever else on that little platform where the metal's connected to underneath the stage and it'll move all the set pieces. Um, so like when you see movement in um, in a show and it's not people like wheeling it on and off stage, it's definitely from a track and that works just mechanically under the stage and there's a stage manager um, making all of those calls to the mechanics that are running it during the show who are basically like, oh, they said this word, go, and then they'll hit a button and then the track will move and they'll move the different furniture and set pieces. So we thought that was really cool. Yeah. Sid, and and another take the third one. Yeah. Oh, also another, another, um, just going more into specifics about like the first definition of track, the, what, what an actor does. Uh, it's not, it's not just actors. It's also like when we had Vanessa Brown on, she talked about how the Wranglers right. have a specific track and, and, you know, the track can refer to also like what you do backstage. Like, Oh, I have to cross to stage right or stage left backstage at this point. I have to go to this dressing room at this point in time to change. And then I have to go to this specific entrance, like all of that, like every single thing an actor does or every single thing a backstage person does. Like, like um, uh, stage managers, stage managers, the stage yeah. hands, the the people dressers. who make sure the props and all the furniture get on, all of the dressers, like they have tracks. They need to be in specific places at specific times, um, and yeah. So it pretty much every every single person in a in a Broadway show or any show of that matter, any I guess live theater show has a track, which is pretty cool. Definitely. Um. Anyway, the third definition. Um, you've probably heard this before, but there's also a track as in like the accompaniment of a song or like the track of a song. So for example, um, for, for Ring of Keys specifically, um, when I got asked to sing at Benefits and there wasn't going to be like a live piano player, I would have to get the track of my accompaniment from Fun Home. So I would I would sing to a pre-recorded track. Like um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure for 
the Tony Awards, I was singing to a pre-recorded track. Mm. And that was also really nerve-wracking because that meant I needed to come in at the exact right time because if I didn't, I wouldn't have anything to like bounce. Like I didn't have anyone following me. I was quite literally following the track. I did have a I did have a conductor um, who I was looking at through a through that like conductor screen in like the balcony. Um, but yeah, a track a track is in like just the track of a song. Yeah, it's like the instrumental part. Yeah, it's not like you're lip syncing or anything like that. It's like yeah, yeah uh, it's, instrumental. It's the, it's the instrumentals. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our fun word of the week. It, I mean, we thought it was pretty interesting that we were like, oh my God, that has like this meaning and it also means that and it also means that. So yeah, we were, and I'm sure like, honestly, I'm sure there are more meanings that we're forgetting about. Um, so yeah, that's, it's definitely a word that is very common and that something we've definitely said on the podcast and will continue to do so in the future. Yeah, well... Um, thank you so much, Emerson, for coming on. This was such an amazing episode, and you're such a, a such an incredible person. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. We hope you had a good week. Um, and we hope to see you next week. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Sick beat, am I right? For our curtain call, we wanted to give a few special thank yous to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon for our amazing music, Giselle Bustos for designing our logo, and Tessie Tokash and Sydney Lucas for editing our episodes. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are currently listening to us from. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and Katie Rosen at the Broadway Podcast Network, as well as our top patrons, Henry Friedman, Brian Thompson, PCC, and Patrick McNamara. Speaking of, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Take a Bow, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash TAB and become a patron today. Through our Patreon, you will form a relationship with us and get an inside look on what goes into this podcast. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash takeabow and follow us on Instagram at takeaboutpodcast where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things takeabout. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.